0: Everybody, welcome back to the reality kingdom where we put the real and trill in the mill in Ooh, reality. In reality, period. Period. period, period, period. I'm We're your host, Pharaoh. We're back again, back to back, Maybach. Stack the M's. i my man slow Shady. Back the M. We're trying to make these niggas rap again. Tell <laughs> I'm your host, Pharaoh. We're joined by our wonderful host Lee. Lee, how you doing?
1: I'm doing How's good. Right? I'm doing good. We're here. Um, uh, Big Brother is still a month away.
0: <laughs> Doesn't <feel like> a- <laughs> um, But hey, you know, one day at a time, one day at a motherfucking time, one day when the world, the world was, was right. world. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, y'all, if you don't see the title, I'm going to tell you the title, girl. We are going to be getting into, into the it. women strategist, strategist. brother. Now, listen, y'all, if you don't know here at the reality kingdom, we are here to we are here to represent the underrepresented. So we're going Period. to be talking about women today. Period. Will you get a men
1: video? We don't like men. Either that. Will those. you get a men video? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stay tuned. Good luck. <laughs> comment if you need it? I don't know. I mean, but here's the thing, I don't know The reason
1: category. why I'm happy about doing a women's video is because the women strategies they just do not get talked about a lot. We yeah. hear about the men all the goddamn time. We know that some of the names are going to be on their list. Derek, Dr. Will, Dan. We know. Yeah, yeah. We get it. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the girls. Let's talk about the
0: girls. Let's talk about the girls. Let's talk about the girls. Uh, And I I think
1: what I find really interesting, too, like, just hopping into it, like, before we get into the ranking, like, what sucks because with women strategists and a few of these women on this list, I mean, out of the women on this list, there's only three who won. And this is a top 10 list. You know what I mean? And their wins aren't regarded as highly as a lot of their male counterparts. And I just don't Mm -hmm. understand why that's the case. Like, I just don't Mm -hmm. understand... But why is it so hard for women to get that same respect as a Dr. Will or Dan or Derek? Because I feel like an example, mm-hmm. Vanessa, who may or may not be on the list. We don't know. We don't know. I don't think that she gets put up in the conversation conversation with a Dr.
0: Will and Dan as much. When people are discussing the greats. People claim they she didn't win. They only win. mention the men. They claim she didn't win. That's why. But when women play like Vanessa, the women who did win, they did play a slightly less Bold, strategic mm. game. And I think it's because when women play super strategically or, or dominantly, they end up not winning. It's, it's easier to see women as more threatening exactly. than it is to see. And that goes for a lot of different um, underrepresented categories, underrepresented mm-hmm. archetypes. They're easily seen as more threatening because they're just different. It's something different. We don't see women mm-hmm. do that, so we're scared. But when a man does it, no one bats an eye. They all walk oh. Cody to the end of the game. No,
1: a lot of people also just feel comfortable listening, honestly, to a man. Yep. I mean, you know, it's that security yep. factor that everyone, us being in a heteronormative society is just used to. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very easier for a man to take control. And when a woman does it, a lot of people are just reactive to it in polarizing ways that's like we see it with some of the great strategies that we're going to get into but it's just like I mean that's just sad because some of my fave players are the female mm-hmm. strategists and yeah. they always get cut short they all, almost yeah. always does and it, it just sucks it
0: just sucks as well exactly and I feel like a lot of the women who could have been big strategists they don't get the opportunity to be sometimes so this list when you see the list it's like it's like not that's it but it's kind of like that's it in a way, because there's just not many, especially compared to the men I feel, and it's because they either get clipped really early, people get really scared of them, they don't get respect in the game, therefore they can't take to control the man would have. So it's a lot of discourse to get into, but girl, we can just hop into it, right? Come on, come on. Let's hop into it or whatever, y'all. So it's gonna be a top ten. In the top ten, in your saves are here, I'm sorry. Generate. I mean, they're not that girl. They're not those girls. I feel like if you guys want to put y'all top 10 list in the comments, go ahead and do that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Someone who you think should have been on here. Someone you think definitely should not have been on here. All I mean, them. I think all of the names we do have, I
1: mean, they eat. They're mothers. I mean, this is a list of mothers. It is.
0: It's giving mothers
1: to me, too. I don't see how y'all would ever have a complaint.
0: But if y'all do, hold on. I'm sorry. Ooh, not, not he oh, no. I need disappearing. Um, Dying and shit. The fuck?
1: Mm-hmm. But I think also to, connected to what you're say, saying, too. That's why, like, the women alliance, like the thought of a woman alliance being that is always so threatening. Like once there's a rumor of a woman's alliance, all the women gotta go. All right. the women are are terrified and you right. broken up and but it's right. like women alliances are never successful. So it's like mm-hmm. how is the thought of a woman alliance that scary when no one has never dominated in that way? But yep. I think it's just a sense of honestly in general a marginalized group coming together. Yep. In this sense it will be women.
0: Yep child let's get into it y'all now (laughs) this first wonderful woman let me put her on the screen boom this is number 10.
1: nakalmas miss deadman you know (laughs) doing my research on the comments i feel really bad because it just feels like a lot of her big brother legacy is connected to michael being her half-brother <laughs> yeah. And it's just like no, like like I, like I was, I kept trying to find like just details on her, and it's like they just kept bringing up Michael. Like we get it, because mm-hmm. for the girls who don't know, Big Brother was playing Mari on BB Five, and was putting the siblings in the house back in together. The day, girl. They were, they were camp.
0: They were, they were. They had, they went from exes to days. brothers, bitch. They, they mean, had twins, camp, bitch. Baby. Uh, that a. But uh yeah, so Nicole Miss her legacy was a little bit tied to that cowboy man. Fun fact, he is racist. I will continue to say it a lot of Anything people. do not what the that. streets saying? That's what Marvin said on the finale. Oh, well, it's true. So if you want to call him the streets, I don't know. But uh Marvin definitely <laughs> caught that nigga. That nigga is racist. As fuck, he's not a nigga either. But um, done with him. Nakomis, mother, in a way. So Mm -hmm. this this is my thoughts because for me, when I was making the top ten list, I I was going through a lot of the women, and I was like, I think Nakomis will make the list. And in a way, after researching her game, thinking about exactly what she did, I'm I'm kind of and it's not even to be mean or to be upset about her, but I'm kind of (laughs) underwhelmed by the amount of of women who who have the chance to be strategic so I'm glad that she did have the chance and I'm glad that she was able to make the list because not many women can get the chance and if you notice a lot of these women were in women alliances or alliances with a lot of women in it started
1: mm-hmm. with
0: so in her season in Big Brother Five, her and Diane were two of the main people who created iconic the duo <laughs> iconic duo. No, they ate that up. Who created the majority alliance? Initially, Nokomis was like a little bit of an outcast just because she's, look at her, you know, she's just different yeah. and she knows she's different. And But she, she played
1: did. into that. Yeah, I like that about her because like she knew that she was going to be perceived a certain way and she mentioned it in the dining room, like I'm this goth kid. Mm-hmm. I want people to underestimate me. And it was working those earlier weeks, like she was nominated as a pawn um, yeah. which, you know, a pawn but She had no fear of going home. Like, the guys who were running the game at this point, they trusted her and felt like she was someone that they could use. The whole time, she didn't like any of them. and was plotting on a downfall with her homegirl, Diane.
0: Yeah. It was very interesting to watch that first part because that's where I feel like Nokomis' game was really, when it gets to the strategy of it all, that's where it was really interesting because I remember Mm -hmm. her having diary rooms about intending to snow the four horsemen, make them think they can use her. And that's what she did. And she did it really good. And while doing that, she was also able to create a connection with Diane, who in real life, it just doesn't seem like those are two people who would get together. But Nokomis was able to strategically kind of set herself up with these people because socially she wasn't necessarily the best at doing that. So she was strategically setting herself up with Diane and this girls' alliance that they ended up forming. And I feel like that was like the main the main impressive thing about her game was the setup at the beginning. Yeah. She was, she was at first, she was targeted. She was a pawn. And then she was able to set herself up so well by snowing them in and then getting in the core of mm-hmm. this girl's Alliance. And it took her very deep in the game. We saw that whenever. Nokomis won her HOH. She was able to execute the backdoor plan. That Marvin yes. created.
1: it was originally called the six finger plan, six and the girls love the coin. Nakomis with it, but um, the real T is Marvin is the first origin originator originator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I not think of the word originator of the backdoor plan. Like mm-hmm. we've heard, I've had I went through multiple Reddit threads, multiple Twitter threads, like. He was having the conversations about this six-finger plan in conversations before. Because at this yep. time in Big Brother Five, for the girls who don't know, they can choose who plays in veto. So as the HOH holder and the players playing, you know, you're able to decide who who everyone is playing, the replacement nominee. Like you had so much control back then. Mm-hmm. So they were able to, during her HOH, you know, take out the target and was it Jace at the time? Yeah. Yeah, um. Mm-hmm. essentially the leader of the other side because of this plan. And honestly, I think the reason why she's coined with it, because she was the HOH, and also, I think you get a lot of credit for, you know, going through with the plan, enacting the plan. Like, I feel like a mm-hmm. recent <laughs> random comparison would be you know Marianne in Survivor. Remember when she used that idol and Mike yeah, and Jonathan fine. were like, no, we came up with the plan. You yeah. like you can't take credit for this, the but she did the work. It was her alliances, like going back to Nakomis. It was her allegiances. It was her HOH. It was her power that yeah. successfully executed the plan. If Marvin had HOH, who knows if he could have executed it because Marvin was a lone wolf in the game. Yeah. Um. So you know, you would need the social game, which she was able to form
0: with a lot of the people around her. With her alliances. Yep. That that's true, and I agree. And I, it was still impressive because. Like you said, she was the one who had the ability to do it and she did it. She could have just won the HOH and not did it. She didn't have to do it. Um, so mm-hmm. for her to recognize that it's a powerful thing and then actually execute it, it's very good. It was the first backdoor ever. Yeah. So it's like, I, think,
1: I think also it just comes down to the level of gameplay um, where these earlier seasons were at. A lot of the older players was going to be in this list. I think in any big brother list, I mean, you have to look at it differently from the new age gamers because you have people in BB 23 coming and seeing 22 versions of the game. Yeah. These people were in BB 5. It's a much slower yeah. game. You're understanding it. What's impressive about these players is that so early in the game, you have these origin building blocks, you know, and I think BB 5, as compared to like the other seasons, was. Strategically, like just honestly, a slower season yeah for yeah. earlier on. So I don't think that it, she even necessarily needed to be that competitive, but she did good with what she did because, you know, I mean, I mean, compared to some of the other women on this list, it's like they're more. I think trailblazers. I don't. I think Nicole yeah. even though she did help create the backdoor plan. I don't think there's not like a, a staple, a staple more than that because even that, you know, mm-hmm. was help with Marvin. So. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, after this, are you do you have anything else you want to say about Nicomas?
1: No, no, not really. I think uh, this next person will give more uh lead weight for Nicomas <laughs> right, because boom. they were so interconnected.
0: Ooh. Okay, y'all. Let me tell y'all the next one. Number nine. You guessed it probably. <laughs> <Diana>!
1: <laughs> Miss I Diane absolutely Billy.
0: love Diane in BB5. Like I think
1: Diane is really just one of the, like, original mothers. Like, just genuinely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the, the type of power and control that she wielded that season. And, like, one one of the first women we were able to see do that. Like, kind of control a group of people
0: as a court leader. (laughs) It's like (laughs) some would say. It was really impressive to watch. It was. I feel like the main thing about Diane was that alliance. Because Nakoma's helped, but she was the the one who pushed it into place. And Mm -hmm. Diane was like, I want a girls' alliance. The girls need to stick together. Yes. are all together. Let's get together. Diane was the one who had the relationship with Will. She brought Will into it so that they can have the majority amount of the numbers. And then she created literally the majority alliance. So Mm -hmm. her creating the majority alliance and being at the head of the majority of the alliance she was the first woman i believe to have done this within those first four seasons because bb2 there wasn't a woman lead oh nicole was but that wasn't really a alliance that she was leading because they hated her in it um bb3 it didn't happen bb4 didn't happen this was the first time that when it came to the big alliance in the house it was a woman who created it and a woman who was like leading it mm-hmm. that's very impressive in its own honestly that's enough
1: and but, I think really early on, like, I like it was just impressive to see how she maneuvered the game socially because one yeah. of her early relationships with, with Drew, and that relationship yeah. with Drew essentially helped decimate the entire other side, which mm-hmm. kept her side in control, which yeah. is just really, really nice because she was able to uh, use that to
0: bring him in and it took her further into the game. Yes, that like positioning. Diane positioned herself in the middle of her alliance and in the middle of the the house itself because she was in between the boys and the girls through Drew, and she was in the center of her alliance through literally creating it, so bringing in all these people, they have the best relationship with Diane. So Mm -hmm. she really centered herself well all overall, and that's how it led to the final five situation where it was two of the girls and then two of the guys, and Diane was in the middle, and when she went with, what I like about Diane is when she did go with the Drew and decide to go with him, she did it in the most strategic way possible. She was mm-hmm. like, Karen's going to get these votes. Karen's going to win. So she like literally snowed the girls into thinking she was still with them and went with the Drew. Did she lose? Yes. but, but And, and, and that's what the sucks. Strategy of it all, the strategy behind her flipping, it was to the point where she was flipping for like the two weeks be- ahead, but Di- uh, Nokomis and Karen didn't know until it was mm-hmm. late. And now they're gone. So it's like strategically, those moments were still smart, and she was mm-hmm. still intelligent about how she approached it. It's just at the end of the day, Diane was, Drew was not fucking with Diane the way she thought he was fucking
1: because <sighs> he was, you know, playing. But together. really, she was fucking yeah. with him,
0: and he was <laughs> playing with the other. he was playing the game. He was one of the. Oh, she was playing the game. I mean, but, um, it's, it, it's literally impressive. she got it, final three. Yeah, and, and it's the
1: original, you know, Netta and John, you know, it's that moment of they were t- literally a whole entire show match and he cuts that girl. I mean, I mean, opening the doors just for more strategy that can be used later on in the season, you know, bringing someone to the end and cutting them, you know, when yeah. it's the utmost time. I mean, we, we've seen that in final threes, you know, several final threes. All the time. So, yeah. I mean, it definitely does suck, but you know, sometimes you got to take that chance, and if it just doesn't work out for you, it does not work out. And that's kind of what happened in this situation. But I think also what hurts both of these women's legacy is their time in All-Stars. Yeah. Because both of them went very early in All-Stars, and mm-hmm. that, I think, it made people kind of forget a little bit, because yeah. after that, they weren't really brought up more. And like I said, when it comes to like, a staple, like, of course the is always going to be remembered for helping the Six Finger plan, but by bb7 and onward i mean we were getting so many different icons and legends and once the game starts evolving more sometimes some players their contributions you know they aren't remembered as much and i think diane nakoma kind of fell into that
0: yeah i agree and this is the thing with on my rewatch of all stars i feel like with diane people look at her placement which was like 10th And they forget, or 11th, and they forget like what she was actually doing in the game because on a rewatch, Diane was almost stayed the week she went home. People did not want her to go home. They were very upset. And she really only went home because Janelle would not lose a comp. You Mm. know? And I feel like when it came to the strategy of it all, Diane did have an alliance. She had her secret alliance with Jace, and she had a group of people who were working with her against season six with Marcellus and Erica and Danielle. So it's like she did have a group of people behind her rocking with her. And I feel like people just forget. They kind of just think, oh, Diane in the comments, they didn't do shit, they went home. And it's like, that's not what happened with Diane, at least. And I feel like that shows that she can come back, and she can get in a group, and she can still be well-liked enough to where people didn't even want her to go, you know? So I feel like people need to remember that she was still she was still doing something, something. Yeah. It was just the luck of the... And also, like,
1: I mean, BB7 All-Stars versus a BB22 All-Stars, like, that was All-Stars. Period. Like she was there with, she was there with, with mothers, mothers, and mothers. Somebody had to go first,
0: child. and second,
1: and third, and fourth. And
0: <laughs> Speaking of all stars,
1: though. child. Speaking of somebody had to go first, <laughs> of, to
0: go first. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Miss um, Allison. Like no. did she flop on all stars? She did. Now. Now,
1: original bad bitch. I mean, original. You I want think, to talk about like, original bad bitch. Icon. It was Miss Allison Irwin baby. It was Miss she Allison Irwin me. baby. I mean,
0: there's no competitors. I don't. There's mean no, no competitors. Don't even it. Is This the
1: way that I, yes. <laughs> I I I love Allison so much. I like Allison so much because, especially this season, because she was very unapologetic with her gameplay. Like she would be very vocal about how she's using certain people with mm-hmm. her persuasion. Her sex appeal. You know, I think one of the biggest moments that I love from her this season is literally when Dana had the HOH and she thought she was going to get Allison up out of here. And she got Nathan to use that veto while literally being the house pariah. Mm -hmm. Like, she was like, go ahead and do that for me and then literally. he left literally 2 weeks later and she voted his ass out <laughs> like literally. and she's like, like well I'm done
0: <laughs> yes and and Allison she's the one who coined the term floater and I feel mm-hmm. like you're going to see this constantly throughout it's going to be trailblazers like Lee said people who are literally making shit up like like making shit up she coined the term floater in her season because when she became the house pariah she knew that her best strategy was to stay in between the two alliances that were battling it out because Mm -hmm. no one likes her. So if no one likes her, she could just tell them, oh, the other side, you need to focus on them. And she could tell the other part, they need to focus on them. And it's very,
1: she was very methodical with it. Like the way she spoke in the diary rooms about how this is one side and this is another side. And I'm going between both of them. And it was really Mm -hmm. the origin of floating. Like within Mm -hmm. the same season, Mother June perfects it. But Allison really is the (laughs) the first one who starts it. And uh, it's so interesting to see her strategically talk about flipping sides in this way because, the photo strategy, I mean, the term has since been washed down. Like the girls are just not using yeah. it correctly no more at all. Like it, it was it's it's honestly an art, a strategic art yes. of being able to realize when the jump ship, when to jump back. And Allison was doing it really flawlessly because she was disliked, but people
0: felt like, well, we can't turn on her. We need yeah. her. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. With Allison, I feel like it's important to note that I feel like what's really impressive about Big Brother and what a lot of people claim the reason they like Dan so much, the reason they like Will so much, is being able to make it to the end of the game while being hated. Yeah, And June and Allison were able to do it this season. And Allison being a part of that, she was hated first. Like, she was hated real quick, babes. So, for her to be able to make it to the very end of the season, the final two, I think that's impressive because she was able to avoid going home because she was winning the vetoes, one. Yeah. She was well, that, people that, on that, her. Like, that's what's so hard people it. The, the
1: veto. veto was used three times a season, all of them on Allison. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and Mind and you, this thing. is the only, what, the second time where yeah. this is the first time first where Golden and Veto is the entire time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean a whole entire new concept was only used on one girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, it was it was I think it was really impressive that she was able to get there. And then the most impressive thing about her game was her being able to take a step back and assess that she needs to link up with June at the end. That that's the person she could be if she could ever win, was June. And her and June agreeing that. They understood that. I think that was the best thing for both of their games. And for her to be able to realize that, it just shows how smart she is, I really believe.
1: Yeah. Um, it was purely strategic. And I think that was greater behind yeah. it. They did not like each other. They actively hated each other. Yeah. They were actively targeting each other for a few weeks before. Yeah. But they both realized, at this point in the game, we need to it's become a duo. Design. And we need to take it to the end. Especially because... The other people's conversations, like Allison and June, they weren't necessarily privy to. The other house guests were basically saying, we will never vote Allison or June. Yeah. They're both floaters, so we don't like either one of them. We can't take them to the end, and then they ended up going to the end together. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just so iconic, and like, it, it sucks with Allison. It sucks with all three of these women, because mm-hmm. all three of these women are, I think, iconic, but they just end up getting kind of lost in the sauce as the seasons go on, because specifically with Allison, I mean, like we're saying, she started the floater strategy, but because June won... Mm -hmm. it's like she kind of gets most of that credit and then all starts happening and she goes home first so it's just it sucks but allison which is so interesting about her be just being her archetype and the way she was an active player like i don't Mm -hmm. think people expected someone who was like allison to go into that game and play the hell out of it the way she did i mean just so like i said being unapologetic with the way she was being strategic like Using sex if she needed to, you know, being mean if she needed to, just yeah. flipping between sides if she needed to. I mean, it was just really iconic. And it's one of my favorite things about a player in Big Brother is just that you will do whatever to say in the game.
0: And yep. Allison is one of the more early examples of that. Like, she was going to do whatever to say. Yeah. And it's funny because it's weird when I think of all of these women that we've named, I think of other women. Mm-hmm. And it shows that they have to be, not have to be, but they they seem to always be in tandem with another woman in the game when they are able to actually succeed at being strategic. Like, you know, Diane and Nicomas were literally in a Girls' Alliance. Uh, Allison's path to the end was with June, another woman. And it's like, it's interesting because if Allison didn't go to the end with June, she'd be called a bit, or they were called a bit. Literally, they ate them up they those the kind of oh. And they were literally just giggling because they're like, well. Mm. But it's like, <laughs> like, people really do not like when women succeed. So it's like they have to be in tandem with each other. It's interesting to see how you relate all these women to other women when you're thinking about their games. You know what I'm Mm
1: -hmm. saying? It's also interesting, too, because one other player on this list, I mean, the girls probably know. I mean, (laughs) how women lose for being so-called mean or bitchy. But then literally the first introduction of the the actual game of Big Brother, a man won who was literally called... um,
0: Oh, that's Judas. Oh, Doc- no, that wasn't Doc- him. He wasn't called Judas. That's what I was saying. But,
1: but Dr. was nice. <laughs> Doctor Will's a bitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he won. He won. and everyone loved it. Everyone ate it up. But when Allison's a bitch, yeah. it's an issue.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, let it's her true. cook. Period.
1: Let if mother a man, cook. If, if a man were to strategically, you know, use someone to give you those if so, like she literally used this man. In her moment of weakness to get that veto and, and use on her to stay. Cause she would have went that week. Yep. And then she threw him out two weeks later. Yep. That type of cutthroatness would never be respected. The the and I don't get it. And I don't get it.
0: Child. Now this next person. Whew, whew. Y'all gonna be now y'all. Now this is a now look. Now, now look. Now, and now look. And this, this is, is not this a is favorite not be, player's
1: yeah. list. This is not a favorite strategies list. This is the best, and unfortunately, unfortunately, evil people can be good at things. And in fact, people hate people. Hate a lot same. of evil, a lot of bad people are great at things. Look at, look at, look at. I ain't gonna say that example. That's a terrible example.
0: But look, but a, lot look ter- a, lot a lot of lot terrible, terrible people are
1: great at are, what are, they, are they do. Good
0: at are good at some things, and, and this is a terrible person. You remember we was just talking about how it sucks that they got to be called this and this when they're being. She deserved. <laughs>
1: <sighs> the infamous.
0: Oh, Amanda. just Talk oh. about red energy. I mean, like the screen just went red. I mean. Yeah. I'm full <laughs> And she's wearing blue. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Amanda's <laughs> like, other than being a terrible person, we've got to say it a lot of times. Because people don't, it doesn't click with people. Other than her being a terrible person. And it's hard to, to just disregard that. So we're not disregarding it. She is a terrible person. We're watching our top five. But. When it comes to the strategy.
1: She was eating it up, y'all. She was eating it up. She was eating she, it up.
0: I literally forgot. I just remember. I forgot to write this down. And then I just remembered. She was in Big Brother 15. Um, also a woman who was surrounded by a lot of other women. And it's like, wow, the theme continues. She, I love when um, the women link up. The first time I remember seeing Amanda. Because I remember watching that season and thinking, all these girls look the same. Um, I couldn't tell which white woman was which. I didn't know. She was Caitlyn. <laughs> Or if she was not. Um, But I remember when I first found out who she was, was because Alyssa was winning the MVPs. And people was like, we need to use this. And Amanda was people. Mm -hmm. Amanda was the one who was, when she figured out that that was the girl winning the MVPs, she said, Helen, we need to use this. Amanda thought of the idea to use Alyssa's um, fandom, literally, Rachel's fandom through Alyssa, to control part of the game. And she literally did. Also very early on, Amanda was privy to the first Alliance made that season, which was the moving company, because she manipulated um, that man, McRae, who she cool. knew would win a lot of comps. So she linked up with him on purpose because she would win. It's a lot already. I'm, alive. I'm sorry. This is why she's on the list. She knew McRae was going to win a lot of comps because he won the first HOH. She linked up with him. She convinced him to tell him, her about the boys' alliance. And she used <laughs> Alyssa... And Helen to help get those men out those first couple of weeks of the game she controlled the votes. It was season. iconic. I mean, cause like, like I mean, you
1: mentioned it off the podcast. She started the like initial split of the house. I mean, Aaron and her, you know, racist pack was being who they are. Yeah. And I mean, she was the first person to kind of go and call them out and say, "Well, oh, no, all are oh, acting no. like this, and we're over here." You know what I mean? It was this yeah. sense of. Unity that the yeah. entire house had against this group and she was yeah. the head of it with Helen and I remember watching this season. Mind you, this was my first season fully watching the 15. Baby. It's okay it's okay. okay. it's okay It's okay. It's okay. A midnight's many nights playing for Candace and Howard Lord. <laughs> oh God, but watching the season I did love the love-hate relationship between Amanda and Helen. It was very clear that they were honestly each other's biggest rivals, you know, they all both had a, kind of like the sidekick, you know, Helen and Alyssa. You know, man, got right. It was just cute, and then they both were playing Andy and Aaron. It's like who's gonna take it, but yeah. it was just so iconic. I, was a man, man. I, I but see, I didn't know. I see. The thing is, I had trust in Helen, and that yeah. was my problem because Helen, Helen, was, Helen, was, smart, Helen was walking man. around there trying to teach all of her own allies a lesson, wanting to nominate them to prove something to her. Oh, God, and knows to Jesse, Al- Alyssa. I didn't <laughs> watch Candace. Like Girl. And that was Helen's issue. But what was so iconic was so essentially, you know, when Candace was nominated, uh, I believe Amanda was next to her because of the MVP twist was that, or she was She could have been the renom. But either way, the plan was to potentially get her out that week, but they were not able to get the votes to do so. Amanda found that out and she mm-hmm. was like, Well, I'm no longer working with Helen and Alyssa. Yeah. And she can she told Andy, no, she didn't convince, she told her minions. Yes. Uh, Andy Whatever. and McRae to go tell Helen that we don't want to work with Amanda anymore, and we want to go after her. And whoop, whoop, the whoop. And why did Helen buy it? Like a dummy.
0: Like I just feel like it you is don't think, full. you don't think, you don't think. And that's the thing she bought but it because Amanda's smart. She bought it what, because Amanda's smart. You don't think Andy and McRae are going to. Dude, no one's. It's hard to think about. It's hard
1: just to just outwardly mad. lie, outwardly go to someone yeah. and just lie straight to their face. Yeah. And I think that's what was so interesting about Amanda is because she was willing to do the things the girls didn't feel like they could. Yeah. Very and like like at the same time, she's in the middle of using Aaron, someone mm. who is considered a house pariah that no one likes because yeah. of the things she literally said. And Amanda's mm. like, everyone hates her. I like her. The amount of yeah. times she's put. Shields in front of her. McCray was a shield in front of her. Alyssa was a shield in front of her. Aaron was a shield in front of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just
0: it, like and she was actively putting those people. In. It was it was crazy. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> like, let's get into the let's get into the Aaron thing because what was interesting that Amanda did that I that I noticed a few times is that she stole other people's opportunities or mm. even just other people's strategy. Helen would Helen would say a strategy and Amanda would do it. Um, Aaron was one of those. So the concept was, was that Aaron, one of the mean girls were going to go home and they had decided that since Aaron was good at comps, what they could do is they could promise that they'll save her so that they could use her. This was Helen's idea that they could use her to win comps and take people out for them. People that they don't want to take out themselves. Helen came up with the concept, but Amanda enacted it. Amanda was the one who made Aaron promise to her. Amanda was the one who gained Aaron's full loyalty to where every time Aaron won HOH, which was four. Times, sickening, Amanda, Amanda was able to ran it to the point where Aaron won a double eviction in her showman's at the time, but in showman's, Judd was someone that Amanda needed to go because he was playing decently and Amanda was like, it's giving Judd mm. and Aaron said, yes ma'am and it's like, I don't know. What like. <sighs> like, it's just it, it, it was crazy. y'all. Totally
1: it really saying. was crazy. And then after one, once she tricked Helen, I mean, she kind of just took control of it from there. I think her biggest her biggest blunder was, of course, trusting Andy a little bit too much. But even mm-hmm. the week where she finally got taken out, it was by one vote. Because she convinced after, Alyssa. After berating Alyssa the week before as her, yeah. at, and during her H.O.H., Believe she you. needed her vote and she got it. And it just shows, like, as if you're if you're an active player, if yeah. you're someone who is in tune to the game, you can do anything. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like as long as you're someone who is just continuously talking to people, continuously working the game, making things make sense for people, you can stay. And I think that was like her biggest thing, which is interesting because I think she's a. I think does she sell houses?
0: She is. She's a realtor. So it's like I feel like maybe that's like a skill. But Janelle, shit. it just like it maybe just did Janelle
1: do that. I mean, but Janelle, if I threw five three, right? So that's it. But I, but still, it was just so but interesting nah, to see. I, I see. I mean, people who had no reason to be working with her still flipped to work yep. with her, and yep. it, it lasted up until what? Didn't she get like sixth or yeah, seventh? She
0: got sixth or seventh. Seven. She, she got seventh, and Alyssa got sixth. It was a double though. So shit, same night. So it was. Um, I think
1: I think it was very very impressive. And Death, she's
0: an infamous strategist, but I think you know
1: definitely one of. Like if, I think if you're thinking of like some of the best, my mind really goes to Amanda because yeah, I that think, was a
0: lot. That
1: she did. Like the stronghold she -hmm. had on that season. I mean, Mm -hmm. nothing was done without Amanda knowing about it. Period.
0: Literally. Until Andy said, Never mind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. It's like it's like I I always say, like, I remember uh especially when the first season first ended and I was just like not necessarily respecting Andy's game too much. I just thought, well, like, he got he kind of got lucky. i but I still slightly feel that. Like, I mean, he almost didn't have his chance. He almost if, that, didn't if, right if, if it didn't go, it didn't happen that week, baby. She he wouldn't have a chance at all. Like, yeah. it, I don't think it would have worked out for him. Yeah. So it's just like it, it just shows like how powerful she was. Like her influence was crazy that season.
0: Hmm. Next, y'all. Now, um, I think a lot of I don't know how people are gonna feel about this one actually mm-hmm. because. People, some people I know overrate one this person, gonna be some people underrate this person, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, hey, she's kind of in the middle of the list, so boom. Maggie Magdalene. Mother Maggie. Murderer Maggie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. 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 <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, we have Maggie Osborne, her. She is interesting player.
1: Mm-hmm. A winner.
0: Interesting winner. And I feel like her winning is one of the reasons I would put her above everyone else who we've listed. Um, because when it comes to the strategy, her season was kind of simple.
1: Yeah, it um, was a split
0: house. It was split house, them versus them. But what was good about Maggie is that- Pick a side, that, pick a side. Period. What was good about Maggie is that she was essentially the caser of her side. She was the one who was like, we all love Cappy, my bestie. Mm-hmm. So we all need to stick together because these bitches came for Cappy. Yeah. no. And she oh, kinda, it's, it's interesting because Maggie's not good socially. Let's be honest. She used Cappy's social ability yep. to create an alliance around her. She used the fact that her um, partner was so social with all of these people. And they loved
1: love them. Cappy. Remember Yvette? Oh, Cappy. I they just hated love her. Cappy it's so much. Really because
0: they hated Maggie. They didn't like Maggie initially. They only liked Cappy. But whenever the um, duos were exposed, whenever Cappy was um, taken out, Maggie was able to literally use the fact that he was cool with them to, for them to be cool with <laughs> yeah. her. And it was. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And then also too, because Cappy was one of the first uh, duos out, I mean, she was kind of that lone wolf in the pack too. Yeah. So it's like she was able to make connections with the other side which led mm-hmm. her into being able to run literally Howie's HOH. I mean, she convinced him that James was the rat flipping between sides, the floater Goodness, that needed to listen. go. If if you're And new- he did it. And that week, honestly, probably cost them the game. Because yeah, and
0: it, it probably gave Maggie when that's And that's the thing. So they were going back and forth on HOH, and then you basically gave them mm-hmm. two. Yep. It's interesting it with Maggie because it's kind of like you can see the point where she won the game with that active move that she literally did. Now, if you're new to Big Brother and you haven't seen anything before BB20, or you've seen BB20 but not BB6, BB20 and BB6 are very comparable. Mm-hmm. And just imagine Fessy's week of him getting out Scotty. Maggie literally convinced somebody to do that. Um, so, like, JC
1: convincing crazy. Fessy is Maggie convincing Howie.
0: Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Weird ass. <laughs> Racist ass. But, uh, yes, Maggie literally convinced Howie to take out his own ally. Howie dumbass did it. Mm. And, and it's not just Howie's dumbass. Howie's dumbass alliance also, because not only did he did she convince him, but the alliance had to agree with it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um... She convinced it. They ended up taking out one of their own allies. And that literally led her to the end of the game. What she was good at doing was not fighting with the other side. They hated each other. The sides hated yeah. each other. And the other side didn't like Maggie, but she, Maggie made sure it was Yvette who they were arguing with. It was Bo who they were arguing with. It was Jennifer who was trying to be the cool kid who was like, I need to. I remember that week, the week Jennifer made this deal with Kayser. They were upstairs and they were trying to decide, do we stick to the deal or do we not? It was the whole group of the friendship. Should we stick to the deal or not? And Maggie was like, I mean, I just don't see what they do it for us. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone else in the room was like, well, maybe we should stick to the deal. Maybe we should do... And Maggie was one of the only ones who was, I think she was literally the only one who was like, well, Jennifer, they wouldn't do that for you.
1: And mind you, she got no backlash from that. She
0: wasn't, she like, wasn't the HOH. She was wasn't, and, uh, but that's but
1: that's the gag. The gag is Janelle. Janelle, she kind of had Maggie clocks, <laughs> but it just never fully worked out. I think Janelle because was only, Janelle one of the only ones to nominate Maggie.
0: Maggie. Exactly, and she she nominated Maggie against uh, Jennifer, and then used the veto on Maggie because she was like, "I need to put vet up because no one likes Maggie." <laughs> it's like they didn't, but um, so literally, um, because Maggie convinced Jennifer, helped convince Jennifer to take out Kaser, that spared her a week because Janelle would have took that bitch out though and she didn't because maggie made sure jennifer was ahead of her. She kept pushing her own alliance in front of her for mm-hmm. the other side to take out. It was very impressive. It and then,
1: I mean, even up until the win, Maggie is the first person to lose both parts of the HOH and then go on to win the game. Yeah, it, it, I mean, and that's pretty iconic because it takes a lot of, I think, social maneuvering, social ecstasy, strategic maneuvering to be able to do that, especially in this type of season where the game was literally split. I mean, these people could have been hating her this entire time, which they kind of did, but, yeah. you know, it was honestly similar to, like, Dan, in the way of, he took Memphis because she was she was hated. It was yeah. like she was in the end with Yvette.
0: And Yvette was hated by all of them. Because yep. Yvette was so loud and arguing with all of them. Once again, her whole alliance was women. Yeah, Like, wow. The yeah. way. And, the
1: even, and then literally, at the end, I mean, Yvette had the chance to cut Maggie and Tay Janelle for a potential win, some would mm-hmm. say. And she literally did not do it because of the essence that Maggie put on the alliance. Like, well, we're not going to slip. We're not mm-hmm. going to turn on each other. If you cut one of us for Janelle, you're not going to win. Yvette mm-hmm. literally thought I had no chance of winning if I
0: did that, which is yeah. probably
1: true, because I can see Maggie being like, I'm not voting that, <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. And, and the the main thing that Maggie... another This is a good... She might have should have been top five, but we'll say. Maggie is the first person to create the jury pact for an alliance. The concept of where the entire alliance is agreeing that we're not voting for anybody over each other. And I feel like when it comes to strategy... That's so smart. Yeah. Because even if Yvette took that girl, that, Yvette was scared to take Janelle because of that pack that Maggie it, it made. It wasn't even make. an
1: option that she was able to entertain.
0: Really. Yeah. Because she felt like, well, I'm not going to win. This pack.
1: I, think, I, like, I think literally
0: Janelle came to her and Yvette was like, I want to, but like She did. She did. But she couldn't because Maggie forced them to make a pack to force their hand in this type of situation. And it's like, that eats. It just does. And um, she won it. Won it all you had it all now you know all these girls they've been surrounded by women now you know one that was
1: not now look 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 (laughs) talk about game changer (laughs) and this is the thing she's the
0: first one to win next to a man too she is and this is the thing but this is what i will say i wanted to initially say she didn't have that them women surrounding her but the reason she won was because the women were in jury And they they wanted to vote a woman. So every single woman needed... Damn near needed. And it's like... I mean, it's the same comparison we use when it comes to why we need diversity and inclusion
1: in these newer seasons. It's because at the end of the day, look back to a lot of the minority players. I mean, Mm -hmm. one famous one on this list. I mean, it's interesting too, actually. You know, they're (laughs) going to use other people within the same race group to help them get to the end because it's just natural. It's just natural. And when you don't have those you don't have that possibility like if you let all the women go home early if there's only one black person in the house then you're just not going to be as successful because you you don't have that advantage to be able to use that men have it all the time we're just men we work together yep you literally. know before the diversity rule a lot of Caucasian people had the exact same advantage well we're mm-hmm. all white my friends at home are all white well here we go yeah you know mm-hmm. all of my friends at home are black if I go into that house I'm the only black person what do I do good luck
0: so they,
1: they did it and she went home early, you know? Yeah. And then when she came back, who was she working with? Zakia, You know, James was in the alliance. Mm-hmm. A lot of the women. You know, you have to work with people that you mm-hmm. have. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to work with people who you have those natural things in common
0: Commonalities, with. Commonalities, yeah. Exactly. Except, Except Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> she will not do that. She will do She's the opposite. She's not going to work with them. So <laughs> this is what I want to say about Nicole first. On my Big Brother 16 rewatch, I was uh-huh. very impressed. And... and I had a um, check out our check out my Dan versus Derek video I did because in there we kind of got into the casts. And we talked about the Big Brother 16 cast. And a lot of people think that Nicole wasn't a good player that season. But I don't think that's true, especially on a rewatch. Nicole was dealt a terrible hand that season. And that's not necessarily an excuse. But I feel like even with the terrible hand, Nicole was able to do a lot of building. It's to the point where Derek is on interview saying. I would have worked with Nicole had her and Hayden won that HOH instead of Frankie. Mm -hmm. And it's like that alone shows me that Nicole has the capabilities of being a good player. Because what happened was she was not in the bomb squad. She was not in the detonator. She wasn't even affiliated. She was nowhere in the majority alliance. But she was able to. Would do what she does best, which is diminish her threat level. She's mm-hmm. similar to Nicole Miss in a way, to where she leaned into the fact that she's this nerd. I'm just Nicole, and I I'm about Michigan. I just
1: don't. I don't know. They're they are like, <laughs>
0: <don't> they <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so she does the shit on purpose, and when she does it on purpose, it, 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 it makes people, it makes people not want to talk to her. It, it makes people underestimate her, you know. But can I? Can I? Can I? Can I, can I, can I? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I just was so hilarious. I just remember BB16 how we all love Nicole. She was the only person out of that big ass line to win an HOH and she won multiple of them hoes. Three. She had a she came back in the comeback competition. I mean, she was just such an icon. And I remember everyone just hating Christine because we just saw Christine as this man lover and and she just hates women and
0: she's gonna get all the women time. She's
1: jealous and nasty
0: and Whole time Nicole was the real
1: enemy, baby.
0: (laughs) What Jose say, you're a snake on your season, and And you're you're a snake. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up, don't ever not trust a black man. Wait. But, but I think
1: uh, Nicole, but Nicole, it, it's very easy to hate on her game at 18. But I think yeah. removing yourself, you know, especially years later, I mean, Nicole is a really, really great player. And I think a very mm-hmm. under the radar strategist, I think a commonality between all of her seasons is what you said is like her ability to make herself seem such a non threat that people yeah. are just going to allow her into their group. Yeah. allow her to make close relationships with everyone in that group yeah. and then not take her out until the end where yeah. she can win these mental competitions and stay. And yeah. she did it like almost yeah. every time. And like it, it almost happened in 162 if it wasn't for the situation scenario.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A lot of people don't remember but Nicole um, one HOH and created an alliance with Derek and Cody. She grabbed Derek and Cody, she grabbed Hayden, she said, We need to be a four, um, called the Freakazoids or some shit. No, that was the name of the thing. Whatever. That was called nerdy something. And the four of them were going to be together. Derek and Cody were actually gonna be a part of it. A lot of people forget that she was she could have been in a good position. And one thing about her is I think she uses showmances mm-hmm. very well. Her getting with Hayden was great because he was in front of her. He was a shield. She was. Not even in the majority, and she still had a shield. It's not easy to have a shield in front of you when you're not in the majority of your yeah, lives. and she had Hayden, and he went home instead of her, and she won that for her. It was nasty. Oh, it was nasty. And then Christine played on. But I yes, I, I think. But, and then on eighteen, she came back and she showed. And this is the thing with eighteen. It's it's, it's interesting because she she kind of took a lot of Derek's strategy in a way and so in the sense of she got in a big alliance she insulated herself but she still stayed true to who nicole was and that's yeah. where it's gonna be a bunch of men and for, and this is where she kind of coined the i'm gonna have a bunch of men in my alliance, winning the comps for me and they're gonna be doing all the work for me and but I'm that's what's it. so good about her though is exactly. that as a person as a player i think she stays true to herself
1: she's not going in there trying to be something she's not or play in a way that she can't play she yeah. plays up to her strengths and it helps and Doesn't her. own up to it. But I she think, plays
0: to her strengths.
1: But that's part of the whole entire thing. It's this <laughs> yeah. the facade of I'm just a innocent little girl. Mm-hmm. doesn't know what she's doing, even though she's a Because even in 18, mm-hmm. it's like the intricate way she gets people to turn on people. Because like she's in that first majority alliance, and one of the big early things that you know was happening was that what well, she wanted to dissociate herself with Davon and Frank and things like that. And mm-hmm. it was easy to do with Frank because of the things that he was doing. But like I remember specifically with like Davon, how it how it started was just small things. Just very small, very subtle, and then mm-hmm. it just keeps going. So yeah. it just builds, and it builds, and well, Devon needs to go. And yeah. now it's a house consensus, because Nicole has been in our ear and trying to get by it for five fucking weeks. Yeah. And she did the exact same thing in All-Stars with us, like Janelle, yeah. Bailey, I mean, yeah. the Devon again, okay. It's just like, <laughs> it's, like it, it's like, that's how she like does mm-hmm. it. It's very under the radar. Like People don't realize that they're... You know,
0: being no, no. insolent and
1: swayed. And what was so impressive in 18 was that you know, once Paulie left and her structure was decimated, it became a house of duos, her and Corey, mm-hmm. James, Natalie, and Paul and Victor. And the way she played each duo amongst yeah. each other. I mean, very impressive. Very yeah. impressive. Especially because in that situation, I mean, she's she I mean, she's the returnee. I mean, one of the more um I say uh, experienced ones because James. I mean, I I wouldn't be talking about no James. Uh, <laughs> and they they it's like still let her play them. And I think mm-hmm. that's how the jury saw it in the end.
0: Y'all yeah. let this girl manipulate y'all because and you got to remember in, going into that final six, Vic- Victor, Paul, Natalie, Michelle, or that final seven because Natalie, Michelle, James, Victor, and Paul were all in an alliance
1: yep. against. They were the target
0: against Nicole and Corey and. Um, after they, after Nicole won HOA, she took out Michelle, I believe, whoever. After Michelle goes home. that was hilarious. 22. And Nicole and Corey, well, Nicole pushed the concept that it's not y'all versus us. It's 2E2E2. Yep. And you need to be, v him and he need to be, v you. Because that, that's H-O. how it
1: happened. On Natalie's week, she convinced Natalie not to target her and go yep. after Victor. Victor went home, but then he came right back. Yep. Nicole won her. she took out Michelle. She yep. said, I got taking out a duo. Yep. I took out Michelle. <laughs> Yeah. y'all battle it out and that's exactly what happened and what it's happened. just like and, but that's why it's so imp- That but that's also why it's so just interesting her gang because it's the appearance that she puts on that make it seem so impressive when she gets to the end mm-hmm. y'all let little Nicole from Michigan. Yep. shit L-
0: and this convince is y'all
1: to go after each other and let her because at that point she was winning way. She wins when she yeah. needs to. Yeah. And it's like I mean, literally, the story she has pumps.
0: She ran, she like was low-key, and y'all let little old girl get to the end. That's not no little girl. That is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Literally. Literally, if you've ever heard the term, it's, it's I mean, she 100
1: percent She 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 weaponizes her um, um victimization. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she weaponizes she, she white tears. She weaponizes her her. Uh, she victimizes herself. She does. She strategically victimizes she shouldn't herself. She Doesn't do it
0: in real life, but in the game, it eats. I'm sorry. It eats. It's just now, if, she, if I see her in the future being a Karen, yuck.
1: But I would. Game, it I really ain't gonna lie. Side so no. I wouldn't be surprised if Nicole became a Karen. I married. definitely wouldn't. It's but like, it's like, but but in the, the game sense, I mean, it really ate because a lot of one. I don't think a lot of people like the the fact that she was able to win by by doing that. Like get that mm. respect and then yeah. honestly get to the end twice. I mean. It is crazy like she's like I think Nicole is really one of a kind. Like she's a very interesting study when it comes to Big Brother women and Big Brother players in general.
0: I agree. What I what I think is very impressive was first of all her coming back and doing it and then coming back on All Stars and making it to final 3 as one of two winners. I want her to win again, again y'all. I'm sorry. I want her to win again. This thing about All Stars, a, a lot of people they're like Oh my God! Cody just ran over them. Just ran them. Da da, da da What I like about Nicole is that there was a point at the triple. I want to say that I was like, "Oh, she is going to get out. Cody uh-huh. is going to tell Enzo to vote her out because she's a winner, and he wasn't really with her." But when you cu- when you think about it, sure, a lot of them were snowed by Cody, but Nicole was less snowed by Cody than the other girls because Cody chose Nicole over Danny, over Memphis, over Tyler. So yeah, so she was wrong, but she was only wrong by one person. She thought she was Cody's number two, she was Cody's number three. And it's like, I feel like that deserves some but, respect. But that's what's so crazy
1: because out of everyone, by the time I got to the top eight, when it comes to what the competitions were, Nicole was the biggest threat. Yep. Nicole, Nicole was a competition away from winning this entire game again. Yes. Because she, I think if she would have cut Cody and took Enzo, she probably wouldn't won it again. She
0: wouldn't and she wouldn't have he, cut Cody, but oh, she, and, that's the thing. But she, I still she didn't think the votes, I still think Damn, that slipped my mind. But this is the thing with her speech and and if it actually happened, I think we would it would be a chance. Because sure Cody dominated, but he let Nicole get to the end. I, the I will Who's, say I that's
1: why. why I did not get why did by the end of that season. It, it, it was that obsession of I won and I and I want to prove that so I can beat Cody. And it's like, yeah, well, baby, I, you're the winner.
0: Why do you have to prove you can beat Cody? Yeah, Take his ass weird. out that was weird. And in, in a way, maybe it's girl power, but because Nicole's concept of girl power is so different than a lot of other women. And I feel like a part of it is she used a lot of these. I think a part of her does feel, I guess, like that her pussy got some power. Or she got some power. I don't know. A part, she likes using men to the very end and beating them. I think she does like that. And I think that's why that happened. But uh, child, let's move on to the next. On to the next. On, on to the next. One of the OG mothers. OG. We have Miss
1: Song. Don't be confused with July or May.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Period. We have June Song. Um, Now, this is the thing. June, I feel like, is is hashtag the pioneer when it comes to, 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 to strategy damn near. Because the floater strategy is something that's very hard to accomplish. Allison did not win being a floater. Only really June and Andy have all the entire concept of the fucking game. And a lot of people attempt to be floaters. And it's very, very hard, I feel like, to execute. So, to me, I've always felt like the floater strategy is one of the most impressive because it's kind of a solo strategy. You're intentionally vulnerabilizing yourself by being alone so that you can flip around but being all the other men who flipped around James Ryan tried to do it a lot all the James tried to do it damn near then we um, caught up we saw Scotty try to do it it's like every time someone else tries to do it it's not executed other than June and Andy I think JC did a good job but for the most part it's it's very hard to execute that so for her to do it in such an early season and win i feel like it's honestly amazing and which is why i put her so high because when it comes to those early seasons the people who are pioneering and then winning girl you created a strat or helped create a strategy and
1: she's the first player to receive zero eviction votes and go on to win the game I think that yeah. shows how iconic the Florida strategy is. I, um, yes. So, and, and also, too, I think a lot of people, like, they champion the June and Allison of that season. But what people really don't realize is that June also had a secret alliance with her uh, ex mm-hmm. in the house G. Like, yeah. during the season, like, people were not really working with their exes like that. Like, yeah. even even Allison, like, she had to deal with hers yeah. at one point or another, but it wasn't, like... G and June had a secret alliance from day one to when mm-hmm. he went home. Sort of like Jason and Danielle. And mm-hmm. what was interesting about this allegiance, well, June's allegiances in general, I mean, with Alice and Angie, was that she were using it purely for strategic purposes. When yeah. she didn't need June, G anymore, it gave very much, well, G, we had fun. Bow out, babe. You can go. Uh, she, I remember she, she was in the HMH room and she was talking to Julie. And Julie was like, um, so, you know, kind of basically what's happening. She was like, well, you know, I've decided that I no longer need G in the game. He will be leaving this week. I'm pretty sure he thinks I'm fighting for him, but that's not the case. And and, and Julia was like, well, did, did you think that he knows? She was like, no. <laughs> like she, she was done. Up. She was done. And what I love about it is just similar to Allison is just the unapologeticness of it. Like mm-hmm. her attitude was very much like, I'm here to win and I'm going mm-hmm. to win. And I don't like any of you
0: bitches while doing so. And it was just like... Yeah.
1: It. it was like so
0: iconic. And I want to emphasize, like, I feel like a lot of people don't think about it or know, but the concept of a secret alliance this early in Big Brother is very impressive. And people did not do it. It only happened once before with Danielle and Jason the season before. And this season, it was only one secret alliance. Alliances were open from literally until Big Brother twelve. Alliances were open every fucking season until Big Brother 12. It was house for, it was split houses. Eleven yeah. was a split house. A lot of seasons kind of go house versus house. Eight was a split house, nine was a split house, seven was June and, 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 and the secret alliance with Daniel and Jason were really the only secretive shits in these early seasons for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very impressive to intentionally be secretive. And that's why I feel like it's it's way more impressive that she had this G thing. Um, and that's kind of what zooms her above Allison for me. Like, that is what helped June so much yes. get to the end. G's going to be arguing for her in the jury. is going to be literally helping her take out people who she don't want in the game. She can mm-hmm. advocate for him. He was literally agreeing with her on who they should take out, what they should do. And I feel like that secretiveness, especially early on, it just puts you levels above a lot of the other players. And I think and, that's what I like
1: about it. And then also, too, kind of like I think other than the win factor, like to go June over Allison was just like the um, finesse of it all, the the secrecy, how you're kind of saying, like yeah. Allison was very upfront in their face <laughs> about yeah. a lot of the things she was doing. They were clocking June, but June is type of girl who would, well,
0: she, plays Erica. she plays
1: coy. She plays coy oh, as fuck. Okay. Allison is very much girl well, I'm not gonna talk to you this week because I'm on their side. <laughs> yeah, literally. we're not friends. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs> but yeah, June like is you. very much like, well, no, we're still friends and we're still cool and I like you. And you know, mm. and the whole time, no, if not given that at all. Very, very iconic. I would June needs to play again. June needs to play I again. Agree. Star, Give us this legend. and honestly, now that it's a Bob type situation, like, I just yeah. feel like because now that we're we're back into strategy that can be, like, the one that got her to win. And I, I, yeah. I would love to see it in a newer version. I agree. That would be before. Like, that is crazy. I know, literally. But to even be, pl- like, to be, pl- like, like it's like, I'm sitting here comparing June and Nicole's game. The Cole game was impressive. We saw her play three times, but it's like, June was still impressive. Like, yeah. that was once. And she ate that up.
0: Literally. That and that was 10 years. That was, you. she had two seasons to look at. Baby, please. Two seasons of nothing. She basically did it from scratch. so it's Yeah, impressive. and that and that's what makes it very
1: impressive. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of these people, even the ones who were towards the end, it's like, y'all were doing this in the second mm-hmm. version of the game. Like, mm-hmm. all the rules wasn't even situated yet. It was a whole different house. I mean, yeah. y'all was eating it up like that. Child, let's go to the next one, girl. I mean, these the big three. Do don't we need a big, big speech? Spe- should we give a big speech for a big three? We don't need a big speech. I mean, the big three is giving one It's word. giving Louiezie the Barbie and just a Jay. Cheese. I mean, I think if I had to say one word for this victory, I would say
0: control. I would say goddess. <laughs> so, number three. Boom. She loves the number three Vanessa Ness. <laughs> Vanessa Ness Roofs Roofs. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have been in a drought, in my opinion, because remember Nicole 118. So look at this list.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Check it twice. And look how old the backgrounds look. Like there was only one person who was past Big Brother six. Yeah. So
1: most of them don't count Amanda because how terrible. And it was she Amanda. Is, so. And
0: Amanda literally she got sixth. Like it, it, it wasn't that good. Vanessa was a breath of fresh air, bitch. Yeah. Like when I tell you we hadn't had a woman succeed, we hadn't had a woman succeed. It was bad for us. And then she came along. Now, what Vanessa did at the beginning. First of all, Vanessa was another pariah. I Mm -hmm. I think being a pariah making it to the end, you are automatically that girl. People love and Will. What (laughs) about these other girls? Vanessa Vanessa was a house pariah. Nobody liked her because she was crying and all that.
1: That first week, like the fact that what Vanessa turned into from what was happening the first week, I
0: mean, this Mm -hmm. girl was on the feeds crying, missing home. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to be there no more. Now, how much was the crying lies? Because. We see later in the season she continues to kind of cry and it's like no, But that's what but that's always on. a discourse on Vanessa because one of the
1: main things that she would do with her allies and people that she wanted to target was she would have emotional blow ups. I mean that that's yeah. what's really interesting about her. mix it up. Usually she I mean, look at the people on this list, other than i <laughs> Usually, if you're going to have that level of control, you're not going to be blowing up and going off on people yeah. and things like that. And this season, like, BB-15 was toxic. BB-17 wasn't really on that type of toxic level. Yeah. She was that- just doing it. And she would be like, well, I just, you don't want to work with me. you mm-hmm, not, you yeah. not, you not like, I don't get it. Like, I have your back. You don't have my back. And then the person would be like, I do have your back. No, like, I'm sorry. I'll use you on you. I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's like, was that strategic or was she just an emotional, like, people would like to call her was an emotional did? puppet master.
0: So, was yeah. she using her emotions she was. that she yeah. actually had? <laughs> this is the thing. Let's get to it because first of all, in the beginning of the game, she wasn't connected to anyone, and then Davon clocked that there was twin twists going on. It eventually got to, but it got to Vanessa last. Mm-hmm. Damn near everyone in the house knew. No one was saying much, doing anything with the information, and then Vanessa found out, and she was like, "Hmm." So she got into bed with Julia, with yep. Julia, and she was like, "I heard about you, the little twist. I know your tea, bitch." <laughs> she said, "I know your tea and julia was like girl what's the seat and then vanessa was like are you a twin julia felt really comfortable so vanessa basically used the fact that julia and liz were twins to basically force the them in, an, force them in an alliance she mm-hmm. was like people are gonna target y'all y'all need help i can help y'all i can protect y'all we can we can form a group and julia really really loved this she told liz liz was like okay girl and then they formed a, um, an alliance with austin who was showmancing one of the twins mm-hmm. liz kind of um, and she she formed this group. Now, at this moment, it's a small group that she has in mind, but there's a larger group that's actually working together. It's Audrey, Devon, James, Shelly, Clay. They're all kind of controlling the house at this point. Shelly don't want to HOH. It's all of this shit. So this is like week two, I want to say. And Vanessa helps break that alliance up because mm-hmm. apparently Audrey had been doing a lot. And Vanessa knew that it would be best to break up that alliance by breaking up, causing the blow up with Audrey and the house, Audrey Davon in the house. So she fake cries about what Audrey told her that people were coming after her and Davon hears about it. She ends up telling Davon about it. And then when Davon comes, hears about it, the entire big alliance gets together in a room with Vanessa when she's sitting on the fucking <laughs> And she's pretending to cry with his fucking glasses on, his hoodie on. Blew up this whole alliance, and literally Devon is arguing. Meg, did I? Did Meg. You or did you not? <laughs> it, was, it was a lot going on. So she blew up. Day the and
1: Audrey, way. day, day. Mm-hmm. No,
0: day. I just. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. Audrey was so caught up. <laughs> so she used that alliance's weaknesses, and they were already feeling some type of way about Devon. It was a lot going on, but she used it because mm-hmm. once she found out about the twins to it, she got the twins on board and Austin on board. She went up to Shelly and Clay, who was the HOH at the time, and she told them about it. And it kind of trapped them in this secret. When when everyone knows a secret, you feel so much more connected to them. They didn't have any social relationship with Vanessa. They didn't like Vanessa, Mm -hmm. but they had a secret that they shared with Vanessa, and it made them feel. Way more connected than they actually were. She didn't give a fuck about them. (laughs) (laughs) She was a game bot. Like, I remember them mentioning that a lot. Like, I
1: don't have any personal connection with Vanessa. We don't talk personal at all. She talks game 24 7. And I think that's what's so interesting because this is week two and this is someone who wasn't necessarily a target, but wasn't well connected. And she has now flipped the entire game on its head and centered it around herself. She's in a powerhouse alliance with Austin the Twins and Clay and Shelly and herself, all people Mm -hmm. who have been winning HOHs, and they both, her and Austin, win the next HOHs. So it's like they just kind of, like, she ate that. I mean, she really ate that. And it also just goes to show, like, honestly, you don't have to be in a good position or a bad position or to be actively in the game to do shit to put yourself in a better position. Because she didn't have to do any of that. She could have sat there and did nothing. But she would not be in the center of the game and be able to get herself to the end of the way she did. Like, you have to be an active player and do certain things to, you know, position yourself well. And that was something that she was always doing. Like, I think it was Mm -hmm. so interesting, too. Like, she would always just make the... It was like week-by-week deals, it seemed. Like, she had the main alliance, but when it came to the other side of the people in the middle, it was like, well, I'll keep you safe here. Mm-hmm. Like, everything everything with her is so transactional. Yep. It, you know what I mean? Very like, it was like a business in that bitch. She said, it okay, was. you going to pay me for this week, and, and I got I'll you next you week? Okay, yep. you're good?
0: Okay. I think Get my money one, on time. One very savvy thing she did was early in the game. Well, there was two very savvy things she did. One was the Jeff move. So oh. Jeff was loved by majority of the house, but mm-hmm. specifically Liz and Austin. Liz yeah. and Austin had a very good relationship with Jeff. This is why I like Liz. Liz did not vote that nigga out. I don't <laughs> That's Liz, hilarious. Liz and Austin not had a good relationship with Jeff. And Liz and Austin were core pieces for Vanessa. And Jeff was the type of person who he can convince people to do stuff. He had Jackie. It was a lot going on. So she was like, I want Jeff to go. So she lied. She made up a lie randomly the week she was HOH to make sure that she could backdoor Jeff. She made up a lie and told Austin... Austin, he has to go. He has to go because he did this to me. He he did this. I don't even remember she's like, what. Go, she's like, go off of him. Go. Call him out. Go. go literally. So, so they went downstairs and them together called Jeff out for, I literally forgot what it was because it was made up. He was and like, she was him like, out.
1: Did, you, did you or did you not say that you can't work with Clay yep. and Shelly as a duo? Yeah, that's what it was. And he was like, was what are you somewhere. talking about? <laughs> so you didn't like, so lie to me? So you didn't lie to my face? You know what? You just sealed your fate. You, <laughs> yo, nope. no, nope, no, nope. no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm
0: done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And then, <laughs> okay. Mind you, she was upstairs
1: like, what can I do? Yep. So Jeff can go home this weekend, not Audrey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That
0: really happened. laughs> then no, she that- went
1: and had this emotional blow up. So that's what comes like, mm-hmm. okay, your emotions
0: real or is this just for play play? Right. So at this point, <laughs> the house had been divided in a way that it was Shelly Clay and Vanessa's minions and Vanessa. And then on the other side, it was Jason who was um very loved. It was Meg James, and they had a group, and Becky and them. So what happened was, the week after that, I believe, or around this time, Jason was nominated. And Mm -hmm. he was like the core of that other side. And Vanessa won a veto. And she was like, hmm, why not use it? (laughs) She decided to make a deal with Jason and his group Basically that, let me use this veto on you. I got y'all back and y'all can have my back in the field. Lions. So she made it up, made a deal with Jason, used the veto on him. And then, of course, she didn't keep the deal. But she used that. And I feel like using every single inch of the game is something Vanessa did. She used yep. every piece of information. Twins, bitch, I'm making an a- And then of
1: also the every games. single person. Steve and Johnny every person. these wild cards, Johnny most Johnny people went, are not talking to.
0: Who's talking to them? Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa used these wild cards more than I've seen ever done. Usually, and that's the thing. Derek did every it too. aspect Derek of Derek did game. it too with uh Victoria. What best what the best players do is they use every single player. Yeah. And she had a relationship with these two people who were not um really well centered, special specifically Steve. The reason that that opposing alliance failed is because Steve won that double eviction HOH. He, he became late a
1: comp. late comp beast. Yeah, like. and he
0: started winning those comps and he started taking those girls out on the opposite side because he was loyal to Vanessa to an extent. He was loyal to Vanessa to the in the final jam. And um, <laughs> it sucks because that was Vanessa's blind spot. Um, uh, oh, I hated, hated that. Right. I hated like that.
1: Because, one, I hated Vanessa the whole season. I ain't gonna lie. I was watching it angrily. I was <laughs> mad since they've all went home. Me too. <laughs> but by the end, I was like, give my sister her 10. She yeah. rightfully deserved yeah, it. it. And it did suck feeling like someone who just honestly was able to make the right move at the right time got it and she did it. But yeah. it, it it can be seen as impressive on in. It mm-hmm. just feels more just. Knowing a blow to Vanessa. I yeah. mean, the work that she put in, especially like I, like we were saying earlier in the podcast, women who have the type of control, they don't usually win. So it would have mm-hmm. been great to see Vanessa win and be in those conversations.
0: Yeah. But if she did best believe and it probably she would it would It would have made the history of Big Brother just seem a little bit different, a little bit yeah. more I don't know, but, but she did it. she's just. But honestly,
1: she's. I want to talk about another move she did too, because I think it was like yeah, it did. was like Come on, late, oh, late in the game. Who was all there? It was when Julia was still there. How many people left? It was when Julia was
0: finna <laughs> go. It was like top seven or top six, top seven or top oh, six. Good, good,
1: good. Yeah. So literally, it was a eliminator veto, mm-hmm. and it was basically her Johnny Mac and Steve versus all twins by this point. Yeah. And um. She, in the Eliminator, was talking to Julia and she was like, Julia, choose to go against Austin and eliminate him. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you if you don't go against your own ally in the game, like yeah. one of them needed to win veto. Mm-hmm. And she had literally convinced this girl to go against her best interest in veto and choose Austin. Do we end up going home that week, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily she, because of this move, but it's just, it's hilarious wait, to see how Vanessa was working <clears throat> at every
0: single moment. Like no one thought that she was going to be strategically doing this. And I think that's why their guards were down and yep. it what happened. That's what I'm saying. Because the thing, they didn't need Austin. Couldn't win Vito because if he wins, he can take one of the twins off, and then they'll have the votes. So that's why she did. She needed Austin to lose, and she just caught Julie off guard. Like you said, it was to the point where when she did it, Liz was like, "Why'd you pick him? Why? Why'd, why'd you pick him?" Vanessa well, said. <laughs> <laughs> but and the, what I love about Vanessa is she would slight people, and they would still work with her. Liz yep. ended up wanting to go to because they, they felt like they needed this. her. That she forced them to feel like they needed her, and it worked for a great amount of time.
1: It worked. I think she's so iconic. Definitely one of the best to never win. I mean, a lot of women on this list are the, yeah. some of the best to never win. Including?
0: Including this next one. This next
1: one. Uh, I would probably say the best. Number
0: one. Number one. We have...
1: Oh, <laughs> this melanin in top two. Boom. <laughs> uh, tiff, tiff. I mean, if the girls... If the Miss girls start thinking we going to be anyone, anywhere... Anywhere past number three. I don't know what podcast you thought it she was, she was
0: almost not number two.
1: She was almost number one. Top two was not number two. <laughs> but we didn't want to gag out that hard. We didn't, been, we didn't college, want to gag out the truth. We want to gag out with the truth Yeah, Maybe a few more years. We'll come back. We'll, we'll let
0: time pass. We'll let history, history set its course. It just felt too fresh for
1: it. When she comes back and win All-Stars, woo,
0: it will be undeniable. <laughs> bigger than 25. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, we have I Tiffany mean, Mother Mitchell. Y'all missed, know
1: what the fuck she did. She won't even
0: explain it. Y'all know what the fuck she did. Next. <laughs> no, <I'm playing. laughs> Miss Mother Tiffany Mitchell. She was Tiffany Master Plan now, Mitchell. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to start it off with what I said this before. I'll say it again. She was playing against one of the most smart, smartest cast in Big Brother damn history. Explain she yourself,
1: because the girls seem to think that, that that's not
0: that's literally true. Okay, first of all, let's go back to the casting director. The casting director, Jesse Tennebaum, has spoken out and said he intentionally looked for a, a high amount of super fans and a high amount of non super fans who were clearly intelligent and able to catch on the game because he intentionally wanted it to be a great comeback with a great amount of strategic people. So that's cleared up by him. So let's say hypothetically, he didn't succeed. Girl, where? Because from my understanding, if we watched the same season, they were genuinely all on, they were onto each other. Before the cookout was decided upon and before it was created as an actual core alliance, there were literally so many different sub alliances, sub things going on because everyone was playing. Sarah Beth was trying to make a a plan with the Jokers. She had a great relationship with Kylan. We had Claire creating a bond with (laughs) Tiffany and her allies. There was Alyssa and Christian creating Final Twos, Final Fours, Final Threes, the Royal Flush. All of these different alliances. I mean, even Whitney, active. damn, near even to the Whitney cookout member was, was convincing Christian and Alyssa it, it was a bunch of active players, honestly, down to Frenchie. And that's the thing. I think some people don't understand that
1: being an active player is what we mean when that, we say that. Alone like that alone
0: is is good gameplay.
1: Period. Like damn near. do like if you're someone that's going to take the initiative, which everyone in BB Twenty Three did.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you're the you, game you player. Can. I mean,
1: you're not playing with no shades of Victoria's who are just gonna sit there for summer vacation. I think mm-hmm. everyone in BB23 was playing to a certain extent.
0: And it's okay to disagree, but I would love to know in the comments what cast y'all think was better. Some people said 18, and I think 18 was decent, but I'm I i can not personally say that I, I mean feel when like you
1: start getting into the Brontes and the Bridgets and the
0: I was just gonna say it like gets they weird, were, and that's the thing, a one I will say what's similar to 18 and 23 is that 18 they were all active. Bridget might not have been the best way, but she was active. Okay, she was moving in line. So was, hey, well, okay, too. so was Natalie. So was so I will say in comparison, I think eighteen is cute, but I still think BB, Big Brother twenty three definitely had, in my opinion, the best cast. And Tiffany was able to snow all of them. So yes. we all know the cookout strategy. We all understand that it's the parachute strategy. They each get one person who's not in an alliance. They make it seem like that's their number one. So that way if anyone gets on, catches on to them, they're catching on to the wrong thing. The master plan. The master plan. So <laughs> be- before slash while that's being created, Tiffany is also creating a literal onion alliance in the house to snow the rest of the house into thinking that this is the about church. the
1: So she's creating the onion to hide with the royal parachute. flush
0: ah, and with, with, that. literally <laughs> within the royal flush she's literally created herself as the core of the royal flush when that's not even the real game she has an alliance inside of the royal flush with Derek, x claire herself and kylan and then she also has a sub-alliance with um claire herself Christian and Alyssa within the Royal Flush. She's already the most insulated. And to she has a cookout that's also within. And then she the had the cookout who wasn't even in the Royal Flush. Some of them, some of them didn't even know about the Royal Flush until the game ended. Um, Asa and Big D, and it's like, now. Eh. But um, she literally was insulated within a fake game that she created for. She gave half of the cast unplugged remotes.
1: They said, play that. They said, Go play. It. Deal with that. Like you know when you play with your little brotherly little sibling and you give them the remote that's here, not shut plugged up,
0: there, that that's what Tiffany was doing for ninety something days. <laughs> Here you go, baby. Like, please. And Here you then, go. And then of course she had to kick out, created the master plan. I think the what is most impressive about Tiffany was the um was her painting targets. Yeah, I never seen a clean p- painting of targets. that Tiffany had it. Like we've talked about, even on this list, to, uh, Vanessa and Amanda doing it. There, theirs was not so effortlessly and, and untraceable. You knew Amanda was making the target. You knew Vanessa was making the target. People the girls didn't they know. Wanted, they thought they wanted who Tiffany wanted. Oh, it was
1: so iconic. It to the
0: point where she would, they, there would be a conversation in another room of people repeating Tiffany's words, not even knowing they're repeating the words. One time, Derek X clocked it. He was like, have you been talking to Tiffany? He said to Hannah. But
1: I'm that's like, the that's what's great is that her allies, they, they trusted her so much. The fact that we're like, they knew she was running the game. And they and didn't, didn't care. They, they, passed, they, they were like, needed oh. her. They said, "Well, she's going to get us where we need to be." And yeah. game because they trusted her, and it was the type of alliances that she was building with people. I mean, she was building like, I mean, family type bonds. He used her like it's like game Claire loved her, DX yes. loved her, Christian yep. loved her. Yep. It's like they were all willing, and some of them did put their games on the line. Above. For her best interest. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I mean it, it really all I think culminated in week two when um you were basically describing how she created the royal flesh centered around herself. That week she was not the HOH using Kyland was the HOH, and it mm-hmm. wasn't even originally what he wanted to do. Kylie wanted to stick with what the bullshit Frenchie was starting up yeah. with at first. It wasn't until Tiffany was like, Well, don't you think that you should want to have your own allegiances and things like mm-hmm. that forming the royal flush around the queens. And it was just so iconic to see because, one, her archetype. I mean, we definitely did not expect Tiffany to come up in this game eating it up like this. Like, her pre-jury shit was very much like, I'm Tiffany, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner. It was giving none of this. Mm But she went in that game, I mean, just watching her have conversations with people, it was just, it's like, she would get people to just honestly open up about their entire game, about who they wanted to work with, who did they want you know? to trust, and she took that, and she put it into her, her, her own hands, like, mm-hmm. like literally, like you said, like, the first five evictions, Tiffany. Honestly, you can say six, because Brittany as well. I mean, Tiffany.
0: Yep. She really set it up, and I think that that's what impresses me is her control. One of my, I feel like one of my qualities, other than, you know, being a pariah and making it, I think even better than being a pariah and making it to the end, like Vanessa, like Allison, like June, is having so much control and making it to that end game. And that's what we saw um, Amanda and we saw Tiffany do, actually, is just have just so much control of the game and make it to the end of the game. And I feel like with Tiffany, a lot of people knock her for going home early, but the the thing which is like it should be no shade to the people who don't get it but it should be simple in my opinion is that she intentionally went to the end of the game with people who she knew was not best to be in the end game with because of a totally different thing so in Tiffany's mind and in Tiffany's goal was to get to final six she got her goal technically yeah. Tiffany's the winner. goal the her when she, she, she won. decided to go with the master
1: plan her goal was no longer to win that's why you have to be very aware of that every woman on this list wanted to win Mm -hmm. They did. They wanted to be the winner of Big Brother. Tiffany wanted that, but she was no longer playing for that. She was playing to get the six to the six. And she understood that she could go home when that happened. She was very aware of that pre-jury when she came up with the master Mm -hmm.
0: plan. And she was like, I have to do this for the culture. And she did it. So people Mm -hmm. knock her. A lot of people knock her for for not adjusting to this new. To, to this new end game that she knew she was going to be in. And I think that what's what's unfair to do is for that because she didn't know she was choosing that until week four, first of all. So it's like the first three weeks she had spent building relationships with people who she was not sure she was going to get to the end of the game with. So I feel like that alone is, is one thing that it's like, I don't know why you're saying that. Another thing is some people, no matter who you are in the game, some people are not going to trust you. No matter who yeah. you are, you could be the best player. Derek, Donnie never trusted him the entire game, period. Every single great player you have, Dan, they were calling him literally Judas. Every great pa- player is going to have one or two people who they don't like. If everyone else loves you, that's not enough to knock them. And the one person who didn't trust or didn't like Tiffany was Big D. And had she been a- able to take him out, Big D would not be in the end game. And that really harmed her because if it wasn't Big D, it would have been someone else like Claire. Like, even, even, Aly- even Alyssa would have went with Tiffany before she went with literally Xavier. So it's like, honestly, anybody else in that endgame would have helped Tiffany get to the end. She was choosing to go with people who literally didn't like her, and she knew they didn't like her, and she didn't care.
1: Um, mm.
0: Because it was for a bigger cause. And I feel like also- people use people aren't using critical thinking when they're judging, I guess, that part of the game in my opinion. Like, she just wouldn't have went with them. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's happening.
1: And you also have to think about, too, I mean, the other people's uh, motivations at that point. I mean, Kyle's motivations were clear. He wanted to sit in end with Xavier. I mean, once he kind of came to that decision in his head, there was not much turning him from that. And honestly, hey, yeah. say it, that was not a logical decision for his game because look what ended up happening to him. I, everyone on the, and I will say we had the bird's eye view, so everyone on the outside knew Xavier had no intention of taking him. But Kyle wasn't able to see that. And mm-hmm. even though Hannah and Tiffany were telling him that, he didn't see it. So I think it, it's not even like it got the top six and she was just automatically going. Like, the game was still there. It's just, I mean, not all the logic was. No shade.
0: Yeah. So really, I just think the best thing about Tiffany was the control she had and her shaping the entire, like, strategical out layout of the season. And yeah. I think those are very, extremely impressive, especially especially for a woman. Honestly, it's hard yeah. for a woman to... To be able to control the house that way without it being an iron fist, because with Vanessa it was iron fist, with Amanda it was iron fist. Tiffany did it in a in a friendly way, you know, and, it, like, and, the, and it
1: also felt like shaky with them. It always felt like it yeah, could always been with Tiffany. It was up until She was never going home. It it never gave that she was in danger. This girl, this woman was never in danger. Like, and like, I want to go back to that. Like, every time I think about how she literally had every other player in that game playing an entirely different game that literally no longer made sense when jury hit. Like, it was just some of the most iconic gameplay that we have ever seen. Like, she Mm -hmm. deserves her 10s so much and much more uh, and I'm going to try not to give it to her. I mean, you're just a hater. Because it makes yeah. no motherfucking sense. Like, I mean, no, I like, it, it's it's that feeling of watching her where it's like, you know you're watching uh, One in a Million Player. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, literally. you know, you're watching history. You're watching a legend. And we, and that's exactly in what real that time. was. That's why it's like, it, like, I know when I initially, I was like, oh, my God. Like, because you always have to realize, like, recency bias. Like, is my recency bias making me feel like, She's better than what she is. But it's like, I mean, a year or so later, two years later. And it's like, no, she's still mother. I still mean, no one is doing that. And I don't think anyone ever will. Again, no one, no one is going to be able to replicate the cookout structure in the way that she did. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it, it and that's the
0: thing. She succeeded. Masterful. I, they succeeded um, specifically, Tiffany, with one of the hardest alliance structures to actually succeed with. You have to do so with much six people, with, with six people. You have to do so much continuous maintenance. You have to have so much continuous trust. It's a lot mm-hmm. going on at the same time, and she and they were able to, to succeed. And it's like That's
1: mm-hmm. amazing. it was great because
0: she also. It's like I'm sorry to say
1: all her. Um, fuck it. But it's just like even it, it was like the system of okay, you have this person, you have this person. Tiffany had everybody. She had everyone, and she was giving out the people. Like you, Hannah, be friends with Derek.
0: Remember, like people she was giving her. them the people, you and then she rid- was also
1: cool Sarah all
0: Sarah Beth, who she had been slandering for weeks on end, was like, well,
1: Tiffany's the person I trust the most. Because she had, And then her reasoning was, well, she actually listens to me when I talk. I feel like she's one of the only people who listens to me when I speak to her. Like, that just goes... I mean, this woman has social games. She has strategic games. She can win competitions. Alliance really? okay. building. She's a mother. She's a black woman. Like, how can you not stand? Uh, like, I just feel like... uh and I just love it that the number one in the top... Like, the, the top two. The top black woman. Because <laughs> let's, let's get to number one, y'all.
0: That's hard. Y'all, y'all know who the fuck... The OG. Y'all know who the fuck it is. The OG original Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> Miss, Miss Mother, Miss Queen, Miss Legend. The the real OG to strategy, dead ass. Literally. She, she created Big Brother's like, strategy. Like literally she researching Big Brother strategy.
1: Researching Danielle, how many times she's in the diary room? Like, um, you know, in this game, you have to do certain things to make your uh, allies, so like, they can use you. Like, there were moments mm-hmm. where, like, there were things that she didn't want to do, and she's like, Well, look, America, this is what you have to do. Like, she was teaching people mm-hmm. how to play. Co- this comparing is season the, two. Tiffany
0: was teaching people to play, Danielle was teaching, I think if you get to the elite level of teaching other people how to play while you're playing. That's why you're top two. But I think what's so iconic, the reason why I think Danielle has to be number one is because she's the
1: old, like, this is season two. She's the OG. She is telling you bitches how to play, Big Brother. To play a game that doesn't even Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open your eyes, your mouth shut. This is
0: is a game that's never been played. can not even say it. This is a game that's never (laughs) been played, and she's teaching them how to play And it's like, oh. I think it was very impressive. And one thing about Danielle is she had control But she was not in the majority alliance. And that's Mm -hmm. what's amazing. There was a majority alliance created. Danielle was not in it. But she still was able to control the flow of the game. She was able Mm -hmm. to help create this opposition. She was able to help get these people who were not um, all in this big alliance together to help dismantle this big alliance. Pulling people from the big alliance like Lisa. Making sure to put her under her wing. She had people under her wing. She had Marcellus and Amy under her wing. And she didn't even like that. She had Jason under her wing the whole game. She brought Lisa under her wing. And I feel like that is what's impressive is that in season three of the game, where the game hasn't even been created yet, you're making it. You're making it yeah. happen. You're dismantling big alliances. You're bring you're flipping people to your side. You're encouraging people to play the game how you want them to play. That's the thing. She's teaching them the game, but she's teaching them the game that's gonna help her get to Literally. the end. Literally. And, and it's like it, I mean, and it starts like the the first Secret Alliance, her and Jason.
1: I mean, the very she said she came into that game. And she was like, I'm gonna have one ally I got trust. Everyone else can suck it, basically. Mm -hmm. And she got with Jason. And I mean, together, I mean, because it seemed like such an easy concept. Like, you get with someone, you work with them secretly, and you guys are able to divide and conquer. Like, what helped both Jason and her out was that people were coming to tell them different information. And they would sit together and be so transparent with each other that they were able to help each other in the game. It reminds me, honestly, like, we've played online games before. Like, it would happen Mm -hmm. in online games. We didn't always know me and Cheryl knew each other, and they tell us information about each other, and we go right back to each other with their information because Mm -hmm. you're able to do that. Like, it's honestly such an easy way to play when you have that because, I mean, basically not everyone knows that you know everything in the game. Like, Mm -hmm. you're able to know every aspect of each side of the game, and that is really what helped them in this Mm -hmm. season.
0: And this is the, and that's the thing we talked up. me and um, Taryn talked about it in my discussion, but this is the same strategy as the cookout strategy. And it's interesting to kind of have them number two, one and two, because this strategy is elite. It, it works the best when you have people who are getting information from this side of the house and you can all talk about it. And it's like, that's the same shit that was happening there. Yep. It's just, this is a mini version of it. It's a mini version of the parachute strategy to where we're going to Pretend that we're not together. We're gonna pretend that I, I'm actually closest to Lisa, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Jason's actually closest to the boys, Roddy and them. And it's like, no, we're not. Today. We're each others, and it just works. It works flawlessly. For her to do it and make it to the end is amazing. I yeah. think. I think what I love about Danielle is she came back and proved herself. Mm-hmm. Because when you play multiple times, that's when you can really, really know. And I feel like that's why I regard Danielle higher than a lot of these. And Nicole, I regard Nicole and Diane in these top five because they came back and they did it again. Because when Danielle came back for All Stars, she was initially targeted because she had went around spreading this idea that Big Brother Six needs to go. She started that.
1: Yep. Mind you, the three at the bottom went home because
0: (laughs) (laughs) she started it and she was able to pivot it to where Allison gets to fall and then next Diane gets to fall. She was one of the main people coming after Janelle, but Janelle felt like it was Allison. Then she felt like it was Nicole. Then she felt like, but really, it was Danielle the whole time. And it's because Danielle was able to create a re- an alliance with James. That was her number one. She was able to create this alliance with James who was in the Big Brother 6 alliance. Mm-hmm. So she has someone in the alliance she was going against actually with her. She had a separate alliance with Will and um, Boogie that also helped her get to the end. It's like, the fact that Danielle is working with Will and Boogie, it's like, how she get in that? How did she get in that? Well, she's that? She's that girl. She also was working with Marcellus, who didn't even like her. And Erica on the other side. And it's like, these people who who I feel like she had every corner of the house, basically, again, because Damn. she had Erica, who wasn't in either of those alliances. She had Diane, who wasn't in either of those alliances. And then she had the alliance with Will and Boogie. And then she had James, who was with season six. So it's like she really was covered once again. And she did it again and being in a worse position. So I feel like her making it to top mm-hmm. six. After an, on an all-star season with these elite players, with Janelle winning every single competition, it really shows that she's able to strategically do it again and again and again. And I think she even thrived better in a modern like season like seven seven was a little bit more. But, and that's
1: what's modern. so great to see too like she played three one of the earlier versions
0: that yeah, she came and she showed like oh i can play this version
1: too like don't get it yeah. twisted like i'm here with the big dogs as well and like that's what's so fun exactly. because it just that's how you know that she's a really good player and it was so fun seeing her in, in bb3 because even though she eventually Slightly ended up losing because of socialness and people seeing her in the DR while mm-hmm. playing the game. A lot of people liked her, a lot of people were comfortable sharing information with her. Like you mentioned earlier, like she had mm-hmm. Marcellus under her wing and that type of bond is what made him not use the veto later on himself in the season, which ultimately helped her get to the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like, it was certain things like that. I mean, I remember there was a moment of her literally talking in sign language to Lisa. This is a woman (laughs) who is always thinking about the game while maintaining Mm -hmm. a good social standing. Very similar to Tiffany in that way. I was just going to say,
0: there's so many similarities with, like, just the top five in general, because June was also using different languages to communicate. It's like, it's a higher level of thinking that I feel like, all of these ladies up here have. Like, they're deciding to use different ways to speak. They're deciding to um, have social relationships and use those to help them get farther. And they kind of all don't give a fuck about people. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of similarities, <laughs> and I really, really like that. But, y'all, here's the list. Now, this is what I do want to say. I think we can get more of you. Oh, one more and
1: thing just- about Danielle. Yes. First person to make the final three un- nominated.
0: Period. On the second season. Ate that up real quick. Motherfucker. Um, that eats. So, this child film. This child film. I feel like, um, we could get a lot more of these in these upcoming seasons. Now that diversity has happened, now that there's inclusion in Big Brother, it's way more likely for women to be able to play how they should. Like I said, all of these women were in tandem with other women at some point. They with Lisa, Tiffany with Hannah, um, Vanessa with the, the twins. Every single woman had women who helped back them up. And now that we have a more diverse cast. Now they can have other types of diversity, other types of underrepresented groups who can help them win. Can help them, like yeah. Taylor, just won with the help of uh, of that type of diversity. Even though they were acting the way they was acting, but yeah, yeah. it still it still exists. It still helps, in, and and that thing it still helps even the in the extreme example with Taylor. That's how you know diversity works because even when they're struggling. Yeah
1: and I think I think it's very telling to the type of winners on this list. I mean if you look at it it's mainly people from the older generation of Big Brother and I feel like it's because there was a huge there was a huge drop. I mean in in like these newer age seasons I think a lot of women were honestly just it was easier for them to get ostracized in the game by men linking up or just them not getting the respect. You know what I mean? Because even yeah. Nicole, I mean, she's on this list. But like when it comes to like respect factor, it was hard for her to get that. It really yeah. was she because almost of the lost. game that she was playing. She so played,
0: she she won very closely five to four.
1: I'm, I'm hoping that we can get more because, I mean, when we're talking about like the building blocks of Big Brother, it's a lot of women. I mean, Janelle's not on this list, but like you, I mean, Janelle comes to mind, Nicole is Diane. I mean, all of these women help forge what Big Brother is today. And it, it, it kind of feels like we don't have that fully anymore. That's why when you see Tiffany, because I would say, I mean, Nicole is someone I think a lot of people can skip over or because they don't like, well, forget. A lot of people it goes Vanessa Tiffany,
0: you know what mm. I mean? And that's a huge gap. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say with this new era, we see we finally got Tiffany. You know, with this new era, we got Tiffany. Hannah was very, Hannah is more strategic than a lot of the women we've seen in these past couple of seasons. She's thinking with her mind. And even the terrible Ooh. people in 24. I was going to say, Amira, girl. Yeah, the terrible people in 24. Paloma was literally running the house. I'm sorry for a week, but she was yeah. running it. Amira came in and Amira was doing very good strategically. And it's like, I think. That we have the opportunity to actually get strategic women doing great things in the house because even Nicole, when Nicole in the mirror, when Nicole pushed her way into Pelosi's pack and yeah. started running it, it's and like a 24. lot of strong women
1: players strong in B twenty four and B 23 and twenty four. A lot 23 of them. and twenty
0: four, and I feel like
1: because Claire, um, I'm thinking about Claire, Sarah, Claire, Pasta, Alyssa, Alyssa was a bad uh,
0: bit, Alyssa, you know, like, yeah. Dude, I feel like these next couple seasons we could get more and more and more. So I'm excited. We I think this is the perfect time list. to make this list. This is the perfect time to make this list because we're probably gonna get more. Mm-hmm. Be ready, babe. Be
1: ready. I'm excited. I'm not excited. Enjoy. I love I live for it. I mean, tell us if you think you know something should be changed? I mean, top two is not touched. I mean tell us your on list. A, Don't tell unless us unless you want to put unless you want to put Tiffany from the Danielle, I mean that's the only change you can go with top two. Period. Because they're top two, they're top two, baby. Yeah, just
0: comment y'all top 10. Let us know what y'all think or whatever. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all follow us at T Reality Kingdom everywhere. Make sure y'all get into it or whatever, babes, because we getting into it all day. Mind you, every single Tuesday is gonna be Big Brother Tuesday, so make sure y'all tune in every Tuesday because we will be covering the season on those days, period or whatever. Um, and girl, we're out. No, that's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.